Hi, I'm Linda Dawson. And I'm Glenn Dawson. And you're listening to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast. Today, we're looking at one of the most favorite songs in all hymn history. So many have walked the aisles of churches and made decisions for Christ to this precious old hymn. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross, where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross, till my trophies at last I lay down. I'll cling to the old rugged cross, and exchange it some day for a crown. To the old rugged cross I will ever be true, its shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me some day to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. And I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. And I'll cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some day for a crown. I'll cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some day for a crown. George Bernard was born into a very modest family in Youngstown, Ohio, in 1873. His father passed away during George's teen years, leaving the youth with tremendous family responsibilities. To that end, he became a coal miner, as was his father before him. Later, and for a number of years, he and his wife worked with the Salvation Army. George served for several years as an itinerant Methodist pastor and have favorite scripture was John 3.16. When quoting the verse, he seemed to always have a vision of that cross, a crude Roman instrument of death. It was stained with the blood of Christ who gave his life in order that we might be saved. The theme was so great it needed a song. So on one occasion, as he was thinking of Christ's crucifixion, an original melody ran through his mind. Although it was a complete melody, very few words came with it. He struggled to write some appropriate lyrics, but all that came was the passage, I'll cherish the old rugged cross. The beloved hymn began in Michigan where Bernard was attending a revival meeting. By the end of the revival meeting tour in Wisconsin, Bernard and his revival partner debuted the song as a duet on the last day of the revival. In 1913, the famous gospel composer Charles Gabriel helped Bernard find the perfect harmonies and the chords for the hymn classic. Bernard said, what I have since heard countless other songwriters say, I really didn't write it. I was merely the instrument God used. The song was first published in 1915 in Heart and Life Songs for the Church, Sunday School, Home, and Camp Meeting, a songbook edited by Bernard and two other colleagues. Eventually, Billy Sunday made the song a staple in his Evangelica ministry. Bernard retired to Reed City, Michigan, 
and the town maintains a museum dedicated to his life and ministry. A memorial has also been created in Youngstown at Lake Park Cemetery. A plaque commemorating the first performance of the song stands in front of the Friends Church in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. I can think of no other song better to prepare our hearts and minds for the worship of our dear Savior Jesus Christ. Not just a Sunday go to meeting service, but our daily study and worship. When we look in our mind's eye at that old rugged cross, we're not only reminded of the savage torture, mental, physical, and emotionally that the crucifixion took on our Lord, but the spiritual torment that was inflicted as well. He took on himself all our sins, and there he suffered our punishment for our sins. That was my sin. That was your sin. That was my punishment. That was your punishment. It was what we deserved. A just punishment for our sin is eternal destruction. Because no matter how long we suffer, we could never pay our sin debt. The Bible tells us, And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. It's an everlasting torment. Friend, I want you to know that I care deeply about you, and I don't want to see you go to that awful place of torment. Hell is a real, terrible place that was prepared for the devil and his angels. You may say, a loving God wouldn't do that to me. But God is a just God, and he dispenses justice. But God is also a God of love. He does love you and me. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that you and me, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. In our natural state, we're helplessly lost to our own destructions. If we are so busy and so involved in our own sin and selfish interest that we never consider what he's done for us, we deserve to find ourselves in hellfire forever. If we reject so great a sacrifice for great salvation, either by neglect or intent, there remains no sacrifice. If you've never thought about these things, or maybe you've just been putting this off, well, there's not a more convenient time than right now to get right with God. Turn your heart to God. Tell Him you are truly sorry for your sins. Ask Him to forgive you and take control of your life. He has a wonderful plan for your life and your eternity. If you'll make this everlasting covenant with God, He promises to never leave or forsake you. Don't think you could just figure out this on your own. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father except through me. There is no other way to forgiveness in heaven but with Jesus. Speak to him now in your thoughts. He's listening for you right now. 
Now let's listen to Glenn as he plays the old rugged cross on the sax. so much for dropping by today. We always love it when you visit with us. 
You are welcome to share this podcast with your friends and family via Facebook and other media. Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast is a production of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association. Our podcast is posted every Saturday, so look for us weekly on the web. Leave your comments for us and make requests for your old-time hymns in the comments section. You can tweet us at at Saxy on Twitter. It helps to increase our distribution when you share. We'll see you next time on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast.